It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, my friends. We were made for this moment, and I get to work with a really terrific group of people. That is producer Luke, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday, producer Luke. Happy Friday. Boy, does the time fly. <laughs> We're halfway through December. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how quick it goes when you're doing 100 things all at once. <laughs> and that you are. You're doing a great job on that, Luke. So thank you for stepping forward. As uh, producer Steve has um, one of the, he's a train guy. And so he has been volunteering out at the Colorado Railroad Museum. Uh, for they are doing the Polar Express, and uh, I think he's having a great time. But uh, anyway, he wanted wanted to volunteer and do that this December, and so thank you to Luke for stepping forward and covering. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you, thank you. I it's been fun. It. It's been really fun. And you've got you've had some really good nuggets of wisdom. I oh, tell you. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad that it's been worthwhile at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. Uh, check out our our uh, website. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. That way you will get first look at all of our upcoming guests, our most recent essays. Uh, last week we rolled out, to, and now it's on the, on the website, uh, Alan Thomas uh, did an excellent essay regarding the moral gaslighting of America. And uh, we had Pam Long on yesterday, and we'll roll out her essay uh, regarding the new CDPHE potential rules that they, they would not recognize natural immunity when they're looking about uh, at forcing vaccinations. It's unbelievable to me. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if that's not evidence of, you know, I, I want to say maliciousness, then I don't know what is. I know. And, and it's so important. These things are happening. And, you know, everyday people are living their lives, getting ready for the holidays. And we've got these people out there, these PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties that are behind closed doors working on things that uh, could really affect our lives. And that's why we do this show, is so that you will know what is going on out there. And then we'll talk with Rick Turnquest here in just a little bit uh, and and roll out his essay in the newsletter. And I think it's actually, I think it might be on Facebook right now. It's Prices and Profits, What Leftists Get Wrong. So that should be very interesting. That might give you some uh, fodder as you engage with your your colleagues, because uh, you're just a, a youngster in the in, in the scheme of things, and uh, give you some some things to talk with people about. Hopefully, that'll be really. I bet that'll be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love having more resources because a lot of my friends, you know, we talk a lot about this stuff. So, I, and that's so important, and that's great that you talk about it. That they don't turn you off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely. I mean, I hose hose. Uh, I have some very different views uh, than they do. They have very different views than I do, and I think we've 
It's interesting because we've sort of changed each other's minds on a few issues here and there, and it's been it's been very sort of productive. I love that, and that's that's what it's supposed to be: is these debates and these kicking ideas around. And and uh, if you can't kick an idea around, and it can't um, stand up to the muster, then many times you should recheck your premises on that. So this is good that you're doing that, and and um, you're 24. I I mean I love that. I think that's just it's so encouraging. So good for you. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at, at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And if something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's not compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or their lives. And force can be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum Davos Globalist Elite's agenda. That's this whole green climate agenda that they're using to to really make it difficult on everyday individuals in America and throughout the world. And then, of course, um, the proposed 87,000 IRS agents which, Luke, I'm sure that Biden wants to have all those agents so that they can actually uh, answer your questions when you call the IRS quicker. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're all trained in customer service and they're all always available. Uh-huh. I like the uh, I like the fact that they said, no, 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 we're not coming after the everyday person. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. It's only for the rich. But also, if you transfer more than six hundred dollars, we're coming after you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice if they actually sent them down to the border. Uh, and uh, as we're looking at the people that are pouring across the border, and apparently 600 of these folks have come to Denver as well. And and when I talk about compassionate, uh, they they use the Americans' compassion, the fact that m- most all of us are here because of immigrants that came here legally and uh, came here for the American dream. And this is this is not compassionate. This is people that are coming across the border. It used to be before government got involved in this, that if you came to America, you'd have a sponsor and they would be they would say that I'm sponsoring them. I will help them with rent. Maybe for it might be a church. It might be an individual and a relative uh, help them with rent for a couple of months. And I, I actually there was a story of a woman that survived the Holocaust and she and I think her, I think her family. It, anyway, it was her her for sure, and uh, she uh, was sponsored to come here. She received two months of rent, two months of food, and she was on her own. And then she went on to have a very successful life. But what's happening now is these NGOs, and many of them have a religious connotation in them. They are actually, and, and the heads of these NGOs are making big salaries. And I can tell you, I know, because I served on a board as a volunteer for one of these organizations. And it took me a little while to connect the dots. But when I looked at it, and the budget at that time was like $14 million, I think. And $12 million of that was coming from the government. I thought it was coming from... Christians. And, until, and then I started to connect the dots. And then out of that, I saw that the CEO, we were all volunteering. The CEO was knocking down about, the, and this was a number of years ago, $150,000 a 
plus pension plus benefits. I'm like, well, wait a minute. So what is going on right now is those organizations are probably being given the contracts to figure out what to do with these 600 people uh, that are coming here and they're, they're, they're colluding with the government to make this happen. And from a compassionate standpoint, you, you said it the other day, instead of importing everybody here, why don't they take care of their problems there, right? Yeah, don't feed the ducks. Yep. And uh, so with that, uh, and so under the guise of compassion, though, taking your money via taxes, and you can't, when they take it via taxes, you can't say, wait a minute, you're not doing a good job there. Whereas in private enterprise or with charities, uh, if a charity's not doing a good job or doing, you know, what what you want them to do, their mission, if your missions don't align, then you don't give to that charity. So it's a free market thing, Luke. Yeah, I mean, it makes makes sense to me, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope it makes sense to others. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, this is an invasion right now. And um, anyway, I'm very concerned about it. So on, let's see, oh, America's Veterans Stories, this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. It's a great interview that we did with um, uh, uh, Colonel John Preco, uh, retired United States Air Force. Just a fascinating, um, fascinating interview. I highly recommend that you check that out. And uh, let's go over to our quote for today. And I'm not quite sure... How I, I I got on this, I think I was, I, I, I don't really remember how I found this, but you're probably too young. But Laura Ingalls Wilder, there was this whole series, Little House on the Prairie. Did you ever know that, watch yeah, that? I'm, I'm familiar with it. I might have watched it when I was a bit younger because my parents had me on all sorts of old TV shows and movies all back in the day, yeah. Okay, that's that's one of the reasons you're probably wise. So, uh, But uh, Laura Elizabeth Ingalls Wilder, was an American writer mostly known for the Little House on the Prairie series of children's books published between 1932 and 1943, which were based on her childhood in a settler and pioneer family. And uh, I just love this. She said, it does not so much matter what happens. It is what one does when it happens that really counts. So again, it does not so much matter what happens. It is what one does when it happens that really counts. And that, I think, is just a, a great great way to look at life we never know for sure what's going to be coming down the pike at us but it's what we do with it each and every day luke yeah it's a good one um i'd seen a quote previously that sort of hits on some of the same things uh to the effect that it's like uh reputation is what people think of you character is who you are Mm -hmm. uh and i feel like you know you can think oh you know when something goes wrong this is what i'll do versus Mm -hmm. when something goes wrong what you'll actually do uh, often very different for most people. They can be, and I think Lincoln said this, but other people said this as well, is character virtue is what you do when nobody's looking. So that's a... <laughs> and, of course, then there's things that uh, that uh, we, we didn't really realize. I'm going to go to this from the Epic Times. Documents uncover secret, uh, secret Twitter portal the U.S. government used to censor COVID-19 content. Elon Musk calls it extremely concerning. And um, this is by Patricia Tolson. And it says these new documents uh, reveal how the United States government used a secret Twitter portal to censor 
COVID-19 content that contradicted the government's narrative. It is an ongoing probe into Twitter's censorship practices. Didn't they say they didn't they didn't censor and didn't they did they say that? They I say Jack, a lot of things. I think Jack yeah. Dorsey said that. <laughs> and um, talk about character. Lying is not a, a is not a good virtue. <laughs> Uh, they virtue signal, but they don't have virtue. That isn't that interesting. Anyway, the American First Legal has obtained a fourth set of documents exposing a secret Twitter portal, which U.S. government officials use to censor dissenting views. This is in violation of the First Amendment, and it is this revelation that Elon Musk says is so concerning. It says the documents reveal that the Centers for D- Disease Control and Prevention (CDC) was collaborating with UNICEF, hmm, the World Health Organization, and Mafindo to mitigate disinformation. That's in air quotes. Mafindo is a Facebook third-party fact-checking partner based in Indonesia that is funded by Google, known to have censored searches for keywords like coronavirus and COVID-19, as well as blocking information regarding adverse reactions and deaths caused by COVID-19 vaccines. Wow, that's that's pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, another big one uh, that I'm not sure. I mean, you probably are aware of it, but uh, airdrop is what a lot of people use in China to communicate uh, protest locations and stuff like that for their huge, you know, COVID protests. Right. Uh, and Apple disabled airdrop for Chinese citizens so they couldn't communicate protests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's good that light is being shed on this. And um, I saw that, gosh, now it's Larry Elder. And I can't remember the three guys. I, I want to say it's John Rich, but, you know, Country Start. But anyway, they're going to start a new banky, a bank. And I love that because we have seen some of these big in, financial institutions that are, are trying to... Uh, a censor, uh, like on firearms and things. And so the free market needs to answer to this. The free market needs to answer to Apple as well. Uh, so, my friends, we we bring forth these big ideas uh, so that you can get your brain around it. And I appreciate all of you who support us. I have amazing sponsors. And I am so excited to have uh, Roger Mangan and his team join us. Uh, and um, he is a, a great State Farm agent. And the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance team will create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs, from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. So I just got the State Farm personal price plan on my car insurance. So you told your agent you play the bagpipes for your dog? What? No, I didn't get that personal. My agent just helped me create an affordable price just for me. Okay, let me show you what I've been working on. Hey, Buster! Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. 
Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's Friday! It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Uh, thrilled to have on the line with me Greg Lopez. You know him. He was a candidate uh, for uh, governor or, or a GOP, uh, can- GOP candidate. Let's see. How do I say that? You were a candidate for governor, Greg. Is, that's, that's what I would say, correct? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Happy Friday, Kim. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm acting like it's a Monday, Greg. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's great to have you on the line. And uh, you are throwing your hat in the ring for Colorado State GOP chair. Uh, and why are you doing that, Greg Lopez? Well, yeah, Kim, you know, I reached out to Christy Burton-Brown yesterday and had a great conversation with her and shared with her that I was going to be seeking, you know, uh, the chairmanship. And, you know, I think we're all in agreement that, you know, what happened at the elections was devastating. You know, we really weren't expecting such a big loss. And I think what we're needing now is trying to get someone that can kind of bring together a new strategy, a new voice, uh, a new perspective on how we make the Republican Party, you know, relevant again and making sure that we get the right candidates elected uh, throughout the state. And one of the things that I want to do, Kim, is take my background and I have over 30 years of experience taking organizations and, you know, changing the environment and making them stronger, making them more impactful and really achieving goals and objectives that are outlined in their mission and vision statements. And so, I'm wanting to see Colorado come be Colorado again and stop it from becoming California. And I think I have the skill sets, the abilities to do so. And I have a lot of support across the state. A lot of people have been calling me uh, and encouraging me to do this. And so we're going to make the Republican Party a very respected organization once again. And we're going to start winning elections. Greg, there's a big rift right now between the uh, establishment consultant class and the grassroots and um, and, and the, the consultant class is doubling down on just really their disdain for the grassroots um, what's your thoughts on that well you know my what I would say Kim is look uh, we've been using their playbook 
for the last 20 years. And we keep losing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we must look at the reality of what's happened. You know, and so I would say it's time to change the playbook. It's time to reevaluate. And you know what? And if consultants are not recognizing that and really focusing on what is best for the people of Colorado, then I have a problem with that. We need to reevaluate who our consultants are. We need to reevaluate can they actually put their hand on the pulse of the voters? And it's clear right now that they're not. You know, it's one thing to look at data. It's one thing to do surveys. But if you really don't truly understand the challenges that every family faces every single day, then you will continuously miss the mark. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time for us to have a heart-to-heart conversation with these consultants. And let's find out what's motivating them. Is it really the financial aspect that drives them? Or is it more of let's do the right thing for the people of Colorado? Well, from what I can tell, Greg, and uh, yesterday <clears throat> I announced this on the show because, uh, you know, I, I do the voter's guide and that uh, Proposition 123, the affordable uh, housing uh, question that was on the ballot that passed about 52 and a half to 48 and a half or 47 and a half. Um, it's a terrible initiative. And uh, as I looked at it, I pulled out yesterday my um, analysis on it, and it, it is really an assault upon um, home ownership because it now is putting people into subsidized housing, government housing, and uh, and it's it just reeks of cronyism. And so one of the big consultants is Dick Wadhams, who's been uh, out there. He's he's on the he's going out to a number of the Republican organizations. And uh, and I think has really been trashing the grassroots. He said there's no election manipulation, at least from some of the headlines that I can see here. But come to find out, I just looked at Tracer yesterday, uh, and there may uh, there may be some other reports. But he received twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars to go out and stump for this thing. That this is undercutting the the American dream right here in Colorado. So um, I'm pretty frustrated about that, Greg. I am too, Kim. Look, one of the things that we must recognize is, you know, America was built on freedom and liberties and making, allowing people the opportunity to be successful. And when you undermine the entire foundation of what it is about home ownership, because that's really what the American dream is all about. And you said it earlier, right, in your show about compassion. This is not compassion. When the government wants to step forward and say we're going to help, uh, we need to be very careful and cautious about what they're saying because most people understand that anything government touches, they basically ruin. They do not know how to run any organization or really provide a service because that's not their that's not their mission. Their mission is to take the money from one person and give it to another. And this is what undermines our entire foundation. And so, you know, I would question you know, why some of our consultants are feeling that this is, again, the right thing to do for the long term of our country, or is it really being driven by a financial aspect? Uh, For me, I think we all need to focus in on what's in the best interest of people and giving them them the ability to be successful and have dignity. And when you give something away, it loses its value. It really loses its luster. Good point. And so, you know, we need to make sure that we stop doing that. 
Well, and young people, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, they have a dream of home, home ownership. And, and government has been manipulating the market. Uh, you look at rules and regulations to get houses built. Uh, in fact, Karen Levine was on yesterday, and there was one market that they said that rules and regulations were uh, 50% of the cost of a new home. So they increased the price, and then their answer is to come in and create government housing uh, and that's why we need to shed light on this kind of stuff so greg this is this is important i i mean you love colorado i love colorado but man what's going on right now um we got we got to turn this around and we can turn this around greg we can hey, look Kim, it, it all comes down down to communication communication is key and it's also about education you said it earlier Right. When legislation is so convoluted, the language doesn't really make sense. And it's all warm and fuzzy, but way buried in the middle of it. It's the real uh, agenda. We need to remind people and encourage them to understand that these bills, this legislation, you know, that they put in front of us. Or these initiatives also. Yeah. Yeah. Initiatives. Yeah. You know, we need to make sure that we fully understand what they're uh, going to do. In the long term, you know, it all sounds great in the short term. And one of the things that we all know that uh, they love to do is give it a nice little title, right? Give it a right. title that makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy. It's like, well, what's wrong with that? Why shouldn't we do that? Well, you know what? We've got to look behind the curtain. we got to look behind the curtain and find out what really is going on. And I think, Kim, your show and others, you know, are really trying to bring that forward. And I think that's what the Republican Party needs to do is make sure that we communicate clearly what is happening in this state Mm -hmm. and make sure people understand the long term implications. And I think messaging, communication and being out there. And that's what I look to do as the next chairman of the Republican Party is go into different groups and organizations, both political and nonpolitical, you know, and share with them what is actually happening, and more importantly, what we stand for, and why it is that the Republican Party is truly the party of the people, and why we will always champion the individual rights, and we will always push back against government, because truly, government should be a very limited government. It should not be the monstrosity that it is today, and they're getting in our lives every single day. Okay. Now, when is this election, uh, Greg? The election is going to be in March, you know, and so, you know, there's conversations that are happening with delegates and, you know, uh, precinct people and chairs and so forth. So, you know, I'll be traveling the state like I've been doing before and talking to people. But more importantly, what we need to do, Kim, and you know this better than anybody, you know, we must start thinking and acting together. We must be on the same page when we have a divided house and we're not in unison, this is why we lose. And so the first thing we must do is bring ourselves together. You know, let's check in the luggage, let's figure out how do we find common ground, not to make each other feel better, but let's find common ground for the betterment of Colorado. Because we know that if we allow this thing, the Democrats to continue to rule, we will continue to see these types of initiatives, these types of issues, that are really hurting the success of individuals and being able to live the American dream. And I've spoken to a lot of unaffiliated voters and a lot of Democrat voters, and I'm here to tell you, 
they are frustrated. They are frustrated because they don't like this either. Well, absolutely. So, well, uh, good for you, Greg, uh, for jumping in. Uh, Casper was on the other day, and he's jump- And I was thinking about this. I'm like, I am. Mm. We have more to talk about, so we'll have to get you and get you back on, Greg, because I have uh, I have other questions. Yes. But thank you so much. Uh, late breaking, Greg Lopez is uh, running for state GOP chair. Greg, thanks so much. Merry Christmas to you and your beautiful wife, Lisa. Thank you, Kim. The same to you and your family. You guys take care. Okay, thanks so much. We're going to go to break here in just a moment. But uh, we had Dr. James Linesweiler on the other day, and uh, he is uh, actually taking the spring uh, sign-ups for his uh, IPAC EDU uh, classes. And so uh, I love this uh, spot that we're going to be running. It says, what do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Linesweiler is creating a new kind of education model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive with experts in each of their fields, with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There's a spring 2023 course for you. So dash over to IPAC-EDU.org for more information to register. That's IPAC-EDU.org. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It is Friday. It's a Rick Turnquest Friday, in fact. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And um, it is just, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just thinking about a lot of different things here. Rick Turnquest, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Thanks. It's uh, great to be on the show with you today. I, it's great to have you as well. How is Oklahoma? Oklahoma is wonderful, and uh, we've been enjoying some uh, decent weather. And it's not—it hasn't been very cold so far. And uh, we are supposed to get a little light dusting of snow this morning, but I haven't seen any. So uh, Oklahoma is great, and it's and it's red. It's very very red. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But uh, we're working it here in Colorado. That um, right. We've got a lot of work to do. But let's jump in here to your your essay: prices and profits, oil and gas in the real world. 
Um, where do you want to start? Well, I just want to start with um, this this tweet that I saw. I happened to be you know scrolling through the CoPolitics hashtag on Twitter, and I saw this tweet. And Colorado Pauls is uh, definitely a, a left wing blog. I don't know who runs it. Probably some somebody at Progress Now Colorado or somewhere like that. But it's part of the progressive infrastructure I've talked about in Colorado mm-hmm. that uh, helps you know keep Colorado um, in the dark and. They, they tweeted this tweet about oil and gas companies making record profits and have no interest in reducing the price of gasoline. And they say it's not a government regulation issue. It's uh, no matter how many times Republicans tell you otherwise. And then they, they're linked to their, their, their website. Uh, they link to a story about how uh, Shell, who's one of the uh, you know, big major oil companies, oil and gas companies in the, in the world, uh, which is not even an American company. They're, they're domiciled in the, the UK. Uh, they had uh, record profits, and they're increasing their dividend and, uh, and uh, buying back, increasing their share repurchases. And, and the, the sheer ignorance of this tweet uh, really, really got to me and, uh, and compelled me. And I actually sat down right then and there and started writing this piece, which is now on your website, called uh, Prices and Profits. And I felt like it was important to... Uh, to kind of shed a little bit of light on the oil and gas industry as a whole, and then kind of address some of these issues regarding prices of profits. And just at the top, I want to say, let's take a company that's not in the oil and gas industry, and I think of Apple because I'm sitting here on an iMac with an iPhone and an Apple Watch on my wrist, and nobody can play <laughs> complaints about their profits, but they, they are the largest company in the world by market capitalism, or at least they were at one time. And they've got billions of dollars in the bank, and their gross profits are, I don't remember the number, but it's, it's you know, in the 30% range, I believe. And nobody complains about the profits they make and their share repurchases and their dividends and so forth. So let's, uh, let's shed a real, little bit of light on the reality of what the oil and gas industry uh, is and does. Now, I'm just thinking, I think I'm going to call myself Snarky Friday today. For some reason, I feel very snarky. But So that's such an interesting example regarding Apple. So let's say that PBIs uh, don't want you to be able to communicate with other people as easily. And so they started to put rules and regulations on Apple because they wanted us to, like in the old days, each have a can on our ear with a string and see if we could could talk to each other. Is that a little mm-hmm. snarky out there, Rick? <laughs> a little bit, but you know, I have a, I have a, I respect Apple for for what they do in in the capitalistic marketplace. Sure, I don't I don't like Apple for their the the social justice uh, aspects of their leadership and their climate uh, lies. So I I have a real problem with some of the things Apple does. But as a but you know I use their products and uh, I'm a I'm a shareholder in the company and and uh, you know, I'm a big believer in it. But I just wanted to point out you know people were complaining these these lefty bloggers were complaining about an oil and gas company making obscene profits. Uh, in a time of high oil and gas prices, and and complaining about that, and I wanted to kind of set the set the record straight. And uh, full disclosure, I work in the oil and gas industry. I work for an EMP company, and I have been in the industry for um, 
eight or nine years now, and I, I know the the upstream side of the business fairly well uh, since I work in that in that area. I don't know the midstream and downstream as well, but I do. You know, I've done. You know, I've been through educational courses and hearing people talk, and, and my general reading and knowledge and stuff like that is where is where all this comes from. But oil and gas companies have zero power to set prices, and what you pay at the pump has very little to do with anything that an upstream oil and gas company does. And uh, I thought we could just take a few minutes and run through the uh, where I talk about the how the industry is uh, composed. Excellent. Let's do that. Okay. So basically, the oil and gas industry consists of three segments, and they're called upstream, midstream, and downstream. And upstream oil and gas companies are, are, are E&P, exploration and production companies, are they're engaged in the business of identifying oil and gas reserves uh, on the land, uh, on land or under the ocean. Uh, they drill exploratory wells, and, and when they find a good oil and gas field, they extract the fuels we need to power our modern life from the earth. And that's petroleum or crude oil, natural gas, natural gas li- liquids. And in the early days of the industry, this was very risky because you don't always know the location and extent of oil and gas reserves. But now, thanks to advanced technology, we it's really easy for companies to locate and identify possible oil and gas reserves. And once they drill an exploratory well and find a good field, they they then then that becomes what's called approved reserve, and they know that there's going to be X number of uh, barrels of oil or, or MCF of natural gas available in that in that field and so they drill wells and they and they extract these uh, life-giving fuels from the earth and and then store and transport them but it's a very capital intensive business and when i've looked at the bills that a company pays uh in this industry a drilling rig can cost over twenty thousand days to rent and when you add in the cost of the now i'm sorry a drilling it'll cost cost how much uh, a drilling rig costs over twenty. Can cost over twenty thousand dollars a day to rent. Okay, got it. And then when you add in the cost of the materials and the sand and water and labor, you know, a, a well drilling a well can run into the millions of dollars, and that's that's a lot of money uh, by anybody's standards. And uh, and then as the well is, is has been after it's been completed and it's put in production, then over the life of the well, it has uh, it incurs. Uh, what are called lease operating costs to keep the well operating and at the end of, a, of its life there's costs to plug and abandon the well and lefties say, talk about orphan oil wells and while such things may happen if an oil and gas company go, happens to go bankrupt uh, which can happen when prices are below costs uh, most companies most responsible companies and certainly the majors uh, carry funds to uh, cover the expenses of plugging and abandoning wells. And uh, if you look on a balance sheet, you can see on the liability side, there's something called an asset retirement obligation, and that's what that is. But in order for these companies or any company to be profitable, they need to sell their products for more than it costs to extract them from the earth. Right, and, and, if, you, and if you can't sell it for more than they cost, then why would you be in business, right? Exactly, exactly. And... Uh, in order, you know, obviously higher prices are, are better for them, but they don't control the prices they, they charge. That's controlled by the forces of, and this is something leftists don't seem to understand, is prices are controlled by the forces of global supply and demand. Uh, and, and not just global supply and demand, but local supply and demand. 
And when prices are low, as they sometimes are, these oil and gas companies may not be able to sell their products for enough to recover the cost. And when that happens, uh, they are required to record further losses, which are called impairment losses. And uh, I'm not aware of any lefty ever being upset about oil and gas companies losing money, but they do. And it can happen when prices are low. And, and if you'll recall, uh, back in uh, April of 2020, when COVID right, hit, um, right. the price of oil actually went negative for a while. Right. So, right. What a time um, that was. Yeah. And, and, and oil and gas companies all over America were recording impairment losses and, you know, billions of dollars. So uh, so it can happen. Well, and Rick, and we're seeing and, and I had um, Robert Bryce on recently. We had Bob Boswell on yesterday. Western Europe is putting their economies in death spirals right now because they have have demonized oil and gas and they've made a bet on um, wind turbines and solar panels and then for their fossil fuels become reliant on Russia. And and, uh, they have reserves, the UK has reserves underneath them and they are not drilling or have not been drilling for them. And we are now seeing everyday people here in Colorado where people are saying, oh my gosh, my energy bill doubled. We're now realizing, and you were on this uh, and you've said it many times that it's the bedrock of a, of prosperity, of human flourishing, reliable, affordable, efficient, and abundant energy. Mm-hmm. And it, so every time people complain about high prices for energy, they need to understand that that is a result of deliberate policies enacted or put in place by elected Democrats. And and their war on, on fossil fuels is, is more advanced in Europe, and we're seeing the results of that now. And, and Alex Epstein, his excellent book, uh, Fossil Future, which I, I uh, wrote a review on your website, Kim, and I, I highly recommend that people buy and read that book, uh, talks about how um, the Europeans have, have really bought into this climate change uh, uh, myth, and they're, they're basically uh, de- trying to decarbonize their energy systems, and, and it just isn't working. They're, the, the percentage of, of solar and wind in the electricity grid in America is about 11%. And across the rest of the world, it's even lower than that. Alex Epstein cites a percentage of about 3%. So solar and wind are not going to power our modern life. And without them, we are sunk. And just imagine what happens when your power goes out and you're sitting in the in the dark with no heat and with no light. That's exactly what the left wants for us because, let's face it, oil, oil and gas provide the provide the cheap, reliable energy that we rely on. And wind and solar don't work if the wind's not blowing or the sun's not shining. Well, and they the, and that has to be reliant. Uh, the wind turbines have to be reliant on fossil fuels. Um, producer Luke had, had said that uh, actually you have to change the oil in, in the, those, those engines for the uh, wind turbines on a regular basis. Oh, right. Yeah. It, it, it takes fossil fuels to build the things in the first place. And to get them there. Fossil fuels to, <laughs> yeah, to transport them. It takes fossil fuels to, to, uh, to operate them. And then uh, when they are past their useful lives, they just rot in landfills because they're not recyclable. So, How sustainable. Um, and, and they're eyesores. Oh, you know, my when gosh. You, when you drill a well, you have a drilling well. And uh, you can call that an eyesore, maybe. 
But then you have a pump jack after that, which is just a little obscure thing that goes up and down and, uh, and, and pumps the oil. And let me tell you what, I see pump jacks all over here in Oklahoma, and nobody seems to mind them. So, Not at all. Um, hey, let's go to break, Rick Turnquist. Um, and we're talking about his uh, excellent essay that uh, we are rolling out. It is on the, the website now, Prices and Profits, What Leftists Get Wrong. Before we do that, though, the USMC Memorial Foundation raising money for that remodel out there. And when we talk about the gift that has been given to us of liberty, and it's been because people have been willing to give their lives for our country, it's important, to, and, and many have, uh, that we honor them. And a great way to do that this uh, this Christmas Hanukkah season is to make a contribution to the USMC Memorial Foundation. And you can do that at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Rick Turnquist. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's Friday. It's a Rick Turnquest Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out my website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Uh, Rick Turnquest, our, our last segment, what do you want to make sure that people know? And then obviously go to the website uh, for the essay. And then, Zach, I think you know this uh, Rick, that uh, we actually have an audio component of this as well that's on the website, so people can also listen to it if uh, they don't have time to read it. That's nice. I like that. Um, so let's let's just really briefly touch on uh, the other two in, 
segments of the oil and gas industry, which is which are called midstream and downstream. So, midstream uh, is basically where the storage, trading, and transportation of fossil fuel products takes place. Uh, to your pipelines, your natural gas storage, your oil storage, uh, so forth and so on. Midstream companies will get the uh, products to the downstream, which is where they're refined and where the transportation to end users takes place. So the gas you put in your car, and it's so funny, there's an EV charging station that by, my by my grocery store, and every time I drive by it, I never see any cars there, but um, there's always people getting gas at gas stations. So it just goes to show um, where the reality of is people are voting as, uh, every day. People, yeah. people are voting every day, and if you, and again, government giving incentives for people to buy EVs, uh, and then trying to penalize people that want gas-powered vehicles—that's not the proper role of government, Rick. Not remotely. So, uh, so downstream is where the the a diesel truck will a tractor trailer will take a tank full of uh, gasoline to your local store and and put it in an underground tank and when you stop at the pump to fill up uh that that those molecules of energy were extracted from the ground by an EMP company uh weeks or months or maybe even longer ago and uh they've long been paid for for uh what they what they sold to the to the midstream companies and and so what's what you're being charged there is a result of uh the what prices will bear in that area and uh if you live in a city like here you can go to a corner and there's three gas stations on four corners and they all have big signs that say what price they're charging for their gas and you better believe they're going to be within one or two pennies of each other because anybody that's charging more is not going to have any business and anyone that's charging less is going to have too much business and run out of product. So it's a very, very highly priced competitive business. And there's no way that one person can sit there and say, oh, I'm going to charge $5 a gallon for gas, and then and, and people will actually pay it. Uh, that's just not how it works. Right. So let's, let's establish the baseline that, and let Colorado Pauls, you know, get it through your heads. Prices are set by the by the interaction between supply and demand, but there's also other things that go into prices, and let's talk about that. And, and here's where the, our friends in the government come in. So, if there's a little handy graph, and this is a graph I didn't put this together. This was put together by a U.S. government agency called the Ener- Energy Information Administration, and it has a graph that shows what goes into the price of gas that you pay at the pump. And only a little over half of that is the crude oil. Uh, then you've got your refining and, and distribution and marketing is another 33%, but, but the top 13% is taxes. So there's a 18.4 cent of federal excise tax on gas. In Colorado, you have a 22 uh, cent tax on gas for a total of 40 cents per gallon. Uh, that's three depending on the overall price of the uh, t- at the t- at the pump 13 or so percent is going to be going to the government in the form of, in the form of taxes and Democrats are always talking about raising the gas tax uh, they they talk about it all the time and in Colorado they actually raised the gas tax except they called it a fee because they can't raise taxes without a vote of the voters uh, thanks to the taxpayer bill of rights but and, and, and I think then, about, I think they then delayed that fee till after election. Oh, absolutely! They certainly did. They they illegally raised the price of gas uh, via this fee, 
and then they delayed it because uh, they realized that people are hurting and, and, and gas prices are too high. And it's, and it's all the direct result of, of government policy and, and the Democrats, for the most part, control the government. So, uh, you know, it was a very strong argument for not voting for Democrats last month. Apparently, a lot of people didn't, uh, didn't get that message or think that through. But uh, that's, that's the truth of it is, mm-hmm. is the high pro- gas prices, 13 or so percent of that is due to taxes, which are, are enacted by governments, mm-hmm. which are now controlled mostly by Democrats. And then let's talk really quickly about profits. So the purpose of any business is to earn money for its owners. Um, there's a lot of other side benefits to businesses. They provide jobs. They provide goods and services. They um, may do other good social things. But but the bottom line is the purpose of a business is to earn money for its owners. And if the business is run well uh, and it's able to charge a price that's in excess of what it costs to provide that good or service, then they'll make a profit. And those profits are available to the owners in the form of distributions or dividends. And when they're when you're talking public companies, which is by which I mean companies that sell shares of stock to the public and have to file quarterly reports with the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, those companies pay dividends. And companies across the all industries, not all companies pay dividends, but most of them do. And that's one reason that people buy stock in companies is to have a have a quarterly cash flow that comes from dividends. And when times are good, dividends will be high and higher and when the times are bad dividends will be cut or will be eliminated and uh, i've worked for companies that that pay dividends and i've worked for companies that don't pay dividends and um, i'll tell you it's always nicer when you can't pay a dividend but and and this is where where people can actually um, create wealth for themselves as well by investing in different companies that they think are doing a good job. And if they are doing a good job, they'll receive dividends. The price of the stock will go up. It's a great opportunity for everyday people to to create wealth through this this model as well. Absolutely, and this is what people should what people should be doing. Left, leftists want to take all your money and ha- and have it redistributed uh, throughout the throughout the world, but in, in our world, we want people to earn and save their money and invest it. And yeah, when you invest in a business that's successful and, and the price of the stock goes up and, and it's paying dividends, then you're you're getting a lot more money uh, than you would if you had just scrolled that money away in a, in a, in a savings account in a bank. So there's definitely, there's definitely a benefit to, to owning shares in public companies. And, and that, and that's another thing that we want to talk about real quickly is capital returns. One of the complaints of this uh, leftist blogger uh, was that they were returning money to shareholders. And that happens across, across the economy and in, in all industries. But I think it especially happens in the oil and gas industry because Investors, due to the unrelenting hostility to oil and gas that is uh, being exhibited by the dominant strain in our culture, which is leftism, and by the fact that they control the federal and most of the, you know, many of the state governments, they see this hostility and they think, I don't know, these are these are capital intensive businesses that right. to the long term, and we can't plan for the long term. You can't do business, and so so investors are saying, you know what. I'm not really. I don't really want you to increase production. Now. I don't want you to plow more money into uh, into this play and, and drill more wells. I want you to to pr- 
produce responsibly, have some balance sheet discipline, and then give us the free cash flow uh, back. And and that's what's what you're seeing a lot of with uh, oil and gas companies now is they're 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 trying to maintain their production at a certain level, and uh, then any excess cash that they generate, they're going to return to their customers. And so I want people to think about this. I want people to read my, my essay, Pillars of Modern Life, to understand that fossil fuels make our modern life possible. It's one of the three pillars of modern life, the other two being uh, limited government and uh, capitalism, free market capitalism. And uh, oil and gas companies provide an incalculable, incalculable boon to mankind. And they deserve our thanks instead of the hatred and hostility. And I know the company I work for in the storm of February 2021, people were out there working in sub-freezing weather in the field to make sure that the flow of natural gas to uh, energy plants in Texas still took place. So uh, people, the people that work in the industry deserve uh, our thanks, not, not hatred from, from people that don't understand how the world works. Yeah, real heroes. I would say real heroes. Hey, Rick Turnquest, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And people can find that at my website, KimMunson.com. And I wish you and your lovely wife a very Merry Christmas. Thanks, Kim. And Merry Christmas to you, too. Okay. And uh, we're going to go to hour number two here in just a moment. The quote for the end of the show is from Laura Ingalls Wilder. She said, the real things haven't changed. It is still best to be honest and truthful, to make the most of what we have to be happy with simple pleasures and have courage when things go wrong. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. We'll be right back with our number two. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Welcome to hour number two, the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And this great team, producer Luke, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. It's Friday. It is Friday. Oh, I'm so glad it's Friday. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> But, uh, boy, I can't believe we're halfway through December. Christmas is right around the corner, 2023. And we got a lot to do, Luke. That's why we do this show, is to help people get their brains around these issues, look at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us and these wonderful sponsors that I have. I know each of them uh, personally. I highly recommend them. And uh, you can also help us when you're you're going to be doing some business. Um, certainly use our sponsors because they're they're really terrific people. Um, let's see. Qu- a quick quote for the day from Laura 
Uh, Ingalls Wilder, she was an American writer, mostly known for the Little House on the Prairie series of children's books, published between 1932 and 1943. They were based on her childhood in a settler pioneer family. She said this, it, it does not so much matter what happens. It is what one does when it happens that really counts. And uh, we're going to talk with Mary Alpers from Three Points Financial here in just a moment. But we had uh, Greg Lopez on uh, in the second segment of the first hour, and he is throwing his hat in the ring for a state GOP chair. We had Casper Stockham on the other day. He is throwing his hat in the ring as well. And Luke, you and, and we were talking about, or, or Greg was mentioning messaging, and Luke, uh, you had a comment on that. Yeah, I was going to say the, the Republican mes- messaging uh, is really poor. It's really bad. Uh, and I think that's a big reason why a lot of the, you know, we're not, I say we, uh, the big reason. Excuse me. Uh, the Republican Party is uh, is not making as much ground as it would like, because uh, I'll, I'll throw it to you, Kim. Uh, the Republican Party as a whole party throughout the nation, you know, any sort of person who you know puts an R next to their name. What are their big what is the big message they have right now? What are they going to do to fix the issues that everyone's saying? Well, I, I think many times it comes across that they're going to stop stuff. Yes, Ex- exactly. I mean, you, you, everyone's everyone's mad. Everyone's really upset. I I think you'll be hard-pressed to find someone who's really happy with the state of the world right now. Uh, And the Democrat messaging is, well, let's change that. Let's do this. And they propose uh, so many things. Granted, it's more restrictions, uh, but people will take... They're looking for a solution. Yeah, they're they're looking for a solution. A lot of the Republican messaging is is almost inherently, we are going to stop the progress that has been made. We want things to go back to normal. Uh, We want, you know, we want to stop things. We want to revert things or uh, we want to, you know, do something like that. I feel like it's really bad messaging. Well, I think you're probably right because the results have been pretty dismal. And uh, and we've we've had very good candidates and uh, and. Uh, so that that's really important, and I think that that was something that was interesting about Trump, is he had this vision. I mean, who couldn't like? Well, I guess there are people that don't like. If they don't like America, they wouldn't want to make America great again. But I think most Americans do like America, and so that that was uh, that was something that I think people could get behind. Uh, granted, his personality, people. They wanted to diss the message because they didn't like the messenger, but that was a pretty good message. I think it was an all right message. I think it was an all right message. Okay. Uh, one of the things you got to think about, uh, and I'll say this from the perspective of a young person. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, so I'll try and make it quick. Uh, a lot of young people, you know, myself included, I categorize myself a bit more libertarian uh, than anything. But it's like I'm, I'm struggling. Uh, I. You know, I, I work a job. I work long hours. Uh, I do what I can to make as much money as possible, uh, but I can't afford to provide for myself. It is mathematically impossible for me to exist on my own. Democrats come in, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and they say, well, here are some solutions. We'll give you free stuff. We'll do all this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like, awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, the Republican message is, we're going to prevent the Democrats from giving you free stuff. Okay. We don't offer any solutions to make your life easier, but we're going to stop the giving of free stuff. Now, granted, that might not be what's actually happening, but that's the message, right, is we want to stop the giving of free stuff. I'm having a very difficult time trying to find any place uh, to live. You know, if I want to live on my own, uh, I need to make a lot more money or I need to get a lot of roommates uh, to do that stuff. So Democrats go, well, here's some affordable housing. And Republicans say, uh, well, we don't want that. 
Okay. Right. So, I mean, that's the messaging got that's it, being it, presented. It, and that's, it. that's really difficult for a lot of young people to get there. No one's going to vote for people who are against you succeeding when their solution is uh, just get a different job, right? It's like, I'm already... I'm working hard. Oh my I'm gosh, doing everything you are. I can. And you, you are. The, the last thing someone in that position wants to be told is, well, suck it up, work double the hours or get it from a job, right? That's not the solution people want to hear. Boy, I think that you really nailed it. Uh, Got to think about that message. And because the reason, and, and we, we talk about this, the reason this is happening, it's complicated, and it's because of rules and regulations. So if we could start to explain that, hey, you could make more money if you paid less, if less was coming out of your paycheck. Uh, and we want to figure out a way to make that happen so that you can actually have choice. OK, I've got to work on that. But I think that you've really I think you've really nailed it there. And so all of uh, all of these folks that are running for state GOP chair, I think they should just listen to what. Uh, 24-year-old Luke had to say about this um, because I think people do want to succeed. And I think the free stuff thing is people don't realize that if you get something for free, it had to be taken from somebody else. So excellent. We've, we've got our work to do here in 2023. Oh, yeah. The, the, logic, the logic holds for, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you, no one wants their stuff to be removed, but it's the messaging of that statement of we want to prevent you from receiving a free thing versus – you know, the message should be it's not free and, you know, it's bad. And, uh, you know, it, it needs to be something different. I don't know what the solution yeah, we're is. We're going to work on that. Wrong. We're going to be I'm going to be picking your brain on that. Let's talk to Mary Alpers. She's co-owner of Three Points Financial and she and Steve Cruz, uh, they do an amazing job uh, for their clients. They're a fee only financial planning firm they, and they can do your taxes. It's pretty awesome. Mary Alpers, it was great to see you yesterday. Oh, yes. It's great to see you, too, Kim. And uh, I can't believe we're coming in here on Christmas. Uh, what nuggets of wisdom do you want to uh, share with our listeners today? Well, a couple weeks ago, uh, we we had a dinner with our clients, and I just kind of wanted to review a little bit of what we talked with them about, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, first, just to kind of review at the end of the year what we are um, we abide by the philosophy of doing only what is best for the client and that's why we're fee only uh, no matter what is going on in the world so we're not active in trading but we're always aware and watch and make certain that the client's goals and dreams are as little affected negatively by whatever else may be going on even when whatever's going on doesn't make any sense And we take advantage of all of the investment opportunities to balance the portfolio. And we're very unique in that we don't sell any products and we don't work on any commissions. But um, at, at our client appreciation dinner, I spoke about balance, the balance of investments, the balance of thoughts and wisdom versus straight facts, balance of future dreams and goals that the clients have versus living now. And life is precious. I actually lost um, a very good friend this year, and that was really difficult for me to process personally because she was young, and it just, you know, and an almost lost another one. And so it, it made me really think about life being precious, and it was in the middle of that that this dinner was happening. Um, and since starting this business, um, so over the last 
you know, period of time when I had it on my own and then when Steve and I merged, um, we've attended a few funerals and we've also bought baby gifts at the other end of life's journey. And so we've walked through clients with the clients through virtually every stage of life at some point. And we've helped grieving survivors work through um, the closing of their loved one's estate. And we really realized, come to realize that life is really precious and uh, your finances are very important to give you this. I, I was listening to what um, this young gentleman was saying. Uh, they're very important, but they're not the most important thing. However, our job is to help you line it up and make sure that you have the security that no matter what's going on in life, you can write it through. And our main um, value system there is we value, we conscientiously strive to bring clarity and vision and understanding to what can be very, very confusing. Um, if you only listen to the media, salespeople, or read the latest article. And because in the end, really, the question is, how does life affect you? And how does how do your finances affect you? And over this holiday season, um, I really encourage you to take um, several times, of, or at least once, of private time and review your life last year. Um, we've, we've talked to clients about that. Where do you want to focus on? And I'll talk about that later at another, on another time. But where do you want to focus your time, your money, and how do you really want to envision your life in the short term and the long term? Because although long term planning is incredibly important because you don't want to run out of money when you're older and you want to be able to meet all your goals, Short-term planning is also important. Right. And so, I'll, um, you know, when when my friend did pass away, I had a unique opportunity about last weekend, actually, to hop on a plane and fly to California for a very, very, very impromptu um, reunion with seven women I went to high school with. And I normally would never do that. I'm a planner. Everything's lined up. Mm -hmm. You just don't jump on the plane. I did it. I just jumped on. I was there less than 24 hours. I jumped on the plane, went to the lunch, saw all these people, and the main initiative for that, you know, or I should say the, the thing that got me going there was exactly what had happened. And I thought, I may never see these seven people again, and I need to do this. So I did it. Well, and I think that's why this holiday season and getting together, we'd taken it for granted before COVID. And so, yes, short-term and long-term. I love that, Mary Alpers. How can people make an appointment with you and Steve Cruz as we're looking into 2023 regarding Three Points Financial? Well, we have a website, threepointsfinancial.com. That's three spelled out. And there's a place on the website that says Contact Us. And you can contact us and schedule. There's a schedule pops up, and you can schedule a time to talk with us and see if we're a good fit for you and vice versa. Fantastic. Well, Mary Mary Alpers, I so appreciate you and Steve Cruz's partnership, sponsorship of the show. I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll talk with Steve next week and then you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. 
Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. And in that last break, you heard uh, the State Farm Insurance uh, spot that we're running. And I'm so excited to welcome the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance team as a new partner sponsor of the show. Roger knows that life can be challenging. It's the Mangan team's uh, mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of everyday life. So call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. On the line with me is Kenneth Raposa, and he is an expert on China. He's an industry analyst for the Coalition for a Prosperous, uh, Prosperous America, and he's written a very important piece regarding uh, who is the real culprit behind globalization. Kenneth, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Kim. Good morning. It's great to have you. And I find this fascinating. You've written that globalization is up against the ropes. What a great way to end 2022, knowing that this one world free trade fast profit ideology is now revealed to be akin to an E5 or EF5 tornado ripping through the land. Gosh, Ken, it looks to me like the Davos globalist elite's agenda of globalization. I mean, they're doubling down on that. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, they, they have to double down on it, because if I'm telling you to do something and I'm trying to sell it to you or do it on your own free will, and you're saying, I don't like that idea, uh, well, a, a, a normal person might say, okay, well, well, we'll try something else out. But the psychopathic overlords of Davos, they would not like that idea of you to do your own thing, and so they will ram it down your throat. And we're seeing this primarily, we saw this really in um, with the COVID pandemic with lockdowns and protests and how people were treated there throughout Europe in particular. And we also know what happened in Canada with, with the trucker protests and how, and how they were treated and what they were, what they were called uh, for protesting against lockdowns. And we also see what's happening in Europe. That Europe is always the, the first starter. They're always the ones who start the fire on, on these issues. We see what's happening in Europe with things related to 
climate change policies, how they're changing uh, agriculture in the Netherlands in particular. And, and the Netherlands is uh, headquarters, is the world leader of intellectual property for lab-grown beef, for example. This is a big World Economic Forum, Davos Man future industry that they're investing in. So, And they want to ram that stuff down people's throats. And, and the way to do it is to say, okay, look, you want to heat your house with oil? Fine. It's going to cost you 30% more. And I'm just making that up. But they'll punish, they can punish you. They have the powers to punish you to see things their way. And that's where they're going now. And hopefully people will see it. And I think more people are seeing it. And they'll have to push back. Because again, remember, the enemy right, always has a group of people inside, inside that are, are pretty rational and will eventually say, you know, this isn't working. Let's do something else. Well, I hope that that's the case, but I mean, this is, it's almost like they um, don't like regular people. And when we saw that uh, Pete Buttigieg, who um, has been flying around on private jets, but lecturing to all the rest of us that we're uh, um, emitting carbon, I mean, the hypocrisy is pretty amazing to me, Kenneth. Yeah, the hypocrisy is amazing. But you know something? There was a, a years ago, there was a leader of uh, the Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia at the time, called Václav Havel, very famous guy. He was a poet, took over Czech, Czechoslovakia, now called the Czech Republic. And he said something that everyone, all your uh, listeners should, should remember, right? And it is this. He said, when you're being governed by tyranny, and at the time, of course, it was an autocratic government and then with the Soviet Union. And his thing was, you have to continually humiliate this tyrannical leadership. You have to call them out on their hypocrisy. And, you have, and at the same time, you've got to create parallel systems, which is what we're doing, which is also, also I'm sure your community of listeners have their group of friends that they talk to and they can count on for other things when they're not relying on, so they're not relying on the government or they're not forced to do whatever. They probably lead the school system, did, did, uh, maybe did homeschools during the lockdowns when schools were forcing kids in masks at two or three years old and so on. Maybe they did those things. Parallel systems were created. So Vaclav Havel, this is what he said. This is what you got to do. So you have to continually remind that that leadership, if, especially if the leadership is tyrannical, right? Because people you know, in the Western world, we choose our leaders. We, we, it's okay for us to be governed and led, but they have to be rational. They have to be reasonable. When they're not reasonable, then we can, we can say that they're being tyrannical. And, we, and in that process of saying that, we can call them out on their hypocrisy. Because as you said, if I'm telling you, you have to drive an $80,000 electric vehicle while I'm flying around the world in jets and, uh, and hopping and hobnobbing with the rich and famous on, you know, diesel-powered mega yachts, you know, I mean, it's just... You have to call that out. And then eventually these people will see it. And if they don't see it themselves, if a guy like Buttigieg doesn't see it himself, for whatever reason, I guarantee you that the staff, the staff see it. And those people oh, are the ones that you're really going to get to, because those are the ones who say, okay, enough is enough. That, now, that is interesting. I have to ask you, so we just went through this election cycle. And out here in Colorado, uh, we have legal uh, election manipulation. We have these mail-in ballots that have been, we were one of the first states to do mail-in ballots. We've not cleaned up our voter rolls. They're bloated. They're dirty. We have legalized ballot harvesting out here. And this is undermining our trust in our elections. What's your thoughts about that, Kenneth? Right, sure. So this isn't something that Coalition for Prosperous Mercury looks at, but I do know this a little bit because of my work at Forbes and just being a, for, in the media for so many years. And from what I understand on the ballot harvesting thing is, you know, it's really a racket, right? So you have these activist, group, activist groups, they'll go out, and of course they're aligned with one party, right? And maybe the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, isn't necessarily paying them, but they're aligned. So if you and I are, are Democrats, we're not 
told what to do by the Democratic National Committee, but we are Democrats, so we create this, you know, this 501c3 non-government organization, right, non-profit organization. It's an activist group of a few people. We go knocking on doors, whatever those doors may be. They could be nursing homes, it could be subsidized housing, whatever, and we, and we present with them a ballot, and we say, let's, let's vote. Here's, here's the party. And whether or not those people throw away the ballots that say, you know, the party that they don't like, they throw, they throw those ballots away, I, I don't know. But, um, but they potentially you, could. They know where they're going, and they make sure they get as many voters on, in, on their side that they can. And all this is perfectly legal. And so the other side has to figure out a way to do it as well. Otherwise, you're going to get these situations where at the wee hours in the night, you're going to get trash bags and boxes full of ballots that were harvested by, you know, by a group of activists. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your thoughts on that. But um, so we we have in many different positions from local government, you know, all the way up into the federal government, uh, those that have liked globalization. And in fact, I served on city council for four years, 2012 to 2016. And there these were uh, I served with other other people. Many of them had ours behind their names. But they were actually really pushing this globalist agenda of a light rail and um, d- a housing density. And it took me a while to connect the dots on that, Kenneth. Look, since the 80s, globalization was a Republican-led you know, idea. Really? Okay. Came, yeah. Yes, of course. You know, because the idea of it was, you know, you know, the idea of it was we're going to open up Asia, we're going to open up China. Uh, the big corporations said, this is great, we, we're, going to, we're going to squash uh, the labor unions and so on. So this was always an issue. This was something that was happening since the fall of the Soviet Union, really, right? Because, again, okay. you had strong labor laws and everything in the United States and a strong middle class. Because why? The United States, the power system of the United States could never allow... You know, you and I to look at communism and say this might be a better idea, right? We had you had to have a strong middle class, and America certainly had that. You had to have it so you could look at the opposing system and say, no way. Once that system fell apart, the allegiance the allegiance was broken, and so all these big global corporate interests were able to talk to their politicians and lobby their politicians in Washington and say. We don't, I don't want to make a widget in uh, in Denver and pay these guys ten bucks an hour. I can make it in Mexico. I can make Kiadoras and pay two dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? You know, I don't have to. I got to take all these chemicals. I'm mixing paint, and I got to do this and do that. It's costing me a fortune. In China, I could pour it down a river, and no one cares. Isn't that great? So you know, these guys eventually they go along with it, and this has been going on probably full gear since the early 2000s once China became a member of the World Trade Organization. So we like to vilify China. It's very easy to do that. But remember, no one in China held a gun to these companies' heads and said, you have to manufacture here. You know, China, when we were growing up, was a Happy Meal toy-making economy. Mm-hmm. Now they're the guys that make TikTok. They probably make every single component inside your laptop or not your phone. If you hold an iPhone to your, to your, on your hip or, you know, to your head right now, it was probably, it was definitely made in China. I guarantee you that. So, you know, this is, a, this is a system that was created by corporate America. So when you, and, and of course, the corporate Western world and J- Japan as well. So the consumer has a lot of power. They have to decide to look for and buy more American-made goods and let their leadership know that they don't want to be wedded to, to Asia. They want to have an industrial base in the United States. 
Well, and let's see. Let's go to break, Kenneth. Um, I have so much I want to ask you about. So I'm talking with Kenneth Raposa, and he is an expert uh, on China, and he is an industry analyst for the Coalition for a Prosperous America. And he has just written this very important piece regarding globalization. And it is, um, let's see, I was going to get the exact title here. It is, Who is the Real Culprit Behind Globalization? And again, this is Kenneth Raposa. We'll be right back. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Friday. Be sure and uh, check out my website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Kenneth Raposa. He is an expert on China. He is an industry analyst for the Coalition for a Prosperous America. And you can find this piece at prosperousamerica.org. It is, Who is the Real Culprit Behind Globalization? Kenneth, uh, I, I think labor unions, we have made labor so expensive in America that, and then, and yet people want a, a, a product, but at the cheapest price they can get it. And so corporations, businesses responded by saying, oh, yeah, we'll make that, but we can make it for less over in China uh, because uh, they don't have the labor cost that we have. And so be, and it was unions that made labor so expensive here in America. What's your thoughts on that? Yes, sure. There's a lot of history for the formation of labor unions and how all that, all the corruption that was involved and how that, how that played out throughout U.S. history. I'm, I'm definitely not an expert on that. So let's back up and talk about that, that article. So that article is based on, it's actually a review of a book on this very topic called Dismantling of the American Dream by an author named Mike Collins. And you can either look for that article on the website or just type in the name Mike mm-hmm. Collins and find the book. So every expert has another expert that they go to for, I love for it. information, right? <laughs> so that book, what his, his whole idea was, exactly as I said earlier, was, you know, 
what is we talk about globalization? What is globalization? Globalization is Boeing selling planes to China, and it's you know Microsoft selling software to Russia and India and and, and so on. But it also ha- means that if we're making an air conditioner, we're Cummings, we're making the air conditioning units that people have in their homes, and we can make it cheaper in Mexico, we can make it cheaper in anywhere, we're going to go. We're going to go. And it is because these companies are publicly traded, they're, they're more concerned with shareholder value, they want to show their investors like BlackRock and Vanguard and hedge funds that they're making money, and that's just not something that China really interest, is interested in. You know, at College for Prosperity, for example, we did this study. And it was, you had the Trump tariffs, everybody was complaining, oh my goodness, all the Trump tariffs, it's going to make everything so expensive, people can't afford it, yada, yada. And so what we learned was that the Chinese companies that were selling to the United States, all they did was lower the price. Because why? Because those people want to, because that government, the provincial leaders of China, they want their people to have a job. Because there's billions of them. There's, well, there's probably 500, 600 million workers in China twice the amount of population in the United States. We have, what, maybe 200 million people who work in the United States, maybe less. China has three times that. They want them working. And where do they work? Well, they're not selling a lot of widgets and stuff to China. They're selling it to us. So if that means they can have to, if the government says it's going to cost you 25% more to sell that widget, that bike, that shirt to the United States, the Chinese company is going to say, we'll discount it 20%. Because we want people to work, we want people employed. Because of course they're making a pittance. A lot of them, not all of China, of course. Mm-hmm. China is very upscale in many areas of China, especially on the coast, Guangzhou, Shanghai. Been there. It's not what people think, but a lot of parts of China still very poor. Those are the guys who are making your shirts on uh, that website, Shine, for example. Those guys. So you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's an ideology globalization that is definitely Asia-centric. Obama talked about the Asia pivot, and they all want to sell it to you as we want Boeing to sell more planes. We want Boeing, to, we want BlackRock to sell more retirement funds in China. And that's great, but that's not what it's all about. That's not what it's all about. What it's about is every little nut and bolt that goes into a Boeing is going to be made somewhere in Asia instead of being made in, in Washington. And those are $80,000 a year jobs probably in Washington, which is a lot of money. And those guys are going to lose out because they are never, ever in a million years going to be able to compete with labor. And whether it's in China or whether it's in Vietnam or Indonesia, they're not going to compete. They're not going to compete in a labor price, but more than that, they're not going to be able to compete on the environmental regulation side because the West, of course, oh, the United States, part yeah, of the West, yeah. is going to say, yeah, they're going to say, well, you can only have a factory that's powered by solar, or, well, you're going to take this chemical and you're going to package it and you're going to ship it over here and you're going to develop, destroy it this way with electromagnetic currents or whatever. And China will just say, hey, just throw that shit, just throw that stuff down a river, you know. So, so it's, it's very easy for companies to move. That's, that's the thing about globalization. We can look and we can say China's the bad guy, and in many ways, China is the bad guy. China doesn't play by the rules. But it's also corporate America has decided to make this happen. It's this globalization is on them. And so as a consumer, you have the power. And the only power you have, because can't, we can't be powerless in this. So the only power you have is to say, you know, I love my iPhone, but maybe I'm going to you know, try to convince Apple to, hey, they make a MacBook. They make Macs in Texas. I mean, they're expensive units, expensive, expensive machine. But why can't we make some iPhones in the United States or some, you know, some product there? You know, so if you convince them, if you tell them this, companies will say, hey, you know, I, w- I want to, I'm, I'm going to do that. I, I want to take things out of Asia, maybe bring things to the Americas at least. It'd be great if you could do it in the United States. And that's important. Instead of these small towns an hour or so out of Denver that are loaded with rehab clinics and weed stores, you have a place that actually makes things. So people who didn't go to college to learn to code 
or go to college to become a gender studies major, to become a professor or work in some, as a staffer in some government office somewhere, they can actually get a job and they can make things and they can enjoy and they can, uh, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? They can actually. I love that. Their life. That, or their family. That is so interesting. So a couple of things. I had Lauren Fix on the car coach, uh, I think that was this week, and she said that the a Jeep manufacturing plant in Belvedere, Illinois, is closing. It's been there forever, and they're closing it right before Christmas. People are finding out right before Christmas, and they're moving that production to Mexico. I heard about something like this too. I don't know if it was a Jeep, but yeah, it was it was a car company somewhere. I don't know where it was. Some of the United States has a closing. It was a mainstream media report, so it wasn't something that you read on some you know one of these you know uh, websites that are just putting out misinformation. So I mean, not that Reuters doesn't put out misinformation, but I trust that more <laughs> than I would some website I never heard of. But I read it. I heard, I heard about that as well. And if I remember correctly, I think the reason was that they had to invest a lot of money in this electric vehicle exactly, and they couldn't. Yeah, and they couldn't transfer the funds to the old system. So, you know, electric vehicle, look, we were talking, we began the conversation with the Davos crowd. So within the Davos universe, right, they have this goal, and it's called the New Industrial Revolution. They've written about this, the New Industrial Revolution, which is also Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum. He calls it the Great Reset. And what I say is, and you can pick this out in some of their books, these these. The industrial revolution, this fourth industrial revolution targets four industries, really. Five, when you count the final one, I'm going to say. And these are the industries that have to be destroyed and remade. One of them is new transportation, which is auto. Destroy all, all the old auto, destroy it, and build it from scratch. Think about, think about the money involved in that. Huge, okay? Mm-hmm. So destroy old auto. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs because you don't need all the parts. You don't need a transmission. You don't need a carburetor for a, a Tesla. A lot of guys are going to lose their job, so it's going to become electric. Other industry would be new energy, get rid of fossil fuels, solar, wind. The other one is new food. Nope, we're not going to be eating beef. We're not going to have, uh, you know, small family farmers. We're going to have big conglomerates, you know, making a lab in a meat, in a meat, uh, guy in a lab coat making beef somewhere in a lab. That's, that's the future. Uh, and then the other one would be new, new uh, biotech, which is new medicine. New medicine would be medicine for healthy people. So as opposed to just sick people or people who have ailments, like want to lower their blood pressure or blood pressure pills every day or thyroid, taking thyroid pills every day, you're a healthy person, but boom, you're going to be injected with something every month or get a subscription model. That's a future. That's a product they want to push out. And then finally, the last one in, in the new industrial revolution would be the uh, central bank digital currency, of course, which is a programmable currency, which would... You know, allow you a certain amount of money of your own money of what you can spend and what you could possibly spend it on. That's for the future. We hope that doesn't come to pass. But this is this is the goal. So auto industry is certainly part of that. And to, to create an electric vehicle market, you have to wipe out the old market. But uh, it, but well, the other thing I see with uh, le- electric vehicle. Well, but look at Switzerland, uh, Kenneth. Uh, Switzerland apparently has told. Um, you know their citizens to to not charge their cars because they're they're you know having an energy crisis and of course uh, out in California this summer when they had the heat wave uh, electric vehicle uh, owners were sent messages to um, you know to to uh, to not charge your car during a certain time so so they they then control the mobility they control that and 
ultimately is isn't that what that this is all about is control ken yeah i, I would i think so and i don't i don't i don't see how people wouldn't see it that way i think a lot of what they try to do is what people in power try to always do is they try to appear to our rational side right so in what you just said it's very easy for a rational person the rational man to sit there and say well it makes sense not to charge my tesla we're having we have a, a wildfire we have power down we have to we have to you know conserve energy it makes perfect sense to me which is a wildfire going on we all have to do it it is what it is right rational man but if I had a regular car, I would have to worry about, well, is the government going to allow me to charge my car? Is, gonna, is the government going to allow me to drive 50 miles or whatever? If I had a regular car, I wouldn't have to worry about, worry about such things. But the whole appeal to the rational man is what I call, it's the way that the mad scientist, right, achieves his aims. The mad scientist, he needs the rational man to say, well, the, the scientist is only trying to help. He's only trying to round up those bad guys over there. He's not bad. That's how it is. They're bad guys. The rational man allows the mad scientist to be who he is. So we have to just be aware of those things because maybe it is rational. Maybe there is a rational point to it. But you've got to be aware. You've got to be aware. There's nothing wrong with electric vehicles. Uh, I'd like to own one myself to do short trips or to deal with high gas prices or whatever. But I think they should coexist with uh, you know, diesel and, and gas cars as well. So. Right. The they co- don't think that. They do not think that. They want to wipe out. That's the thing. It's not rational. They want to wipe out that industry and build everything electric. Right. And, and ultimately, though, it's a control and power over the, the mobility of everyday people. And, you know, I was thinking very about the... Easy to see that. What's that? It's very easy to see that. That would be, that would be something you could easily do. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about the fires that, uh, remember when there was that devastating fire out in, in California? Now, first of all, I think got, and all this comes back to public policy. Uh, the enviros have said, hands off of our forests. And uh, when I'd gone up to Grand Lake for Constitution Week, I was looking at the mountains. There were all these dead trees there. And just think people could go and um, private enterprise or, or just go get some firewood or, or what. They don't let people in to clean up the forest. Those trees fall down. Then there's the underbrush. And so the fires have gotten more intense because of public policy. So I was trying to think, you know, these forest fires, these were so intense. And there was that one that was so devastating and people couldn't get out of their town. And there were, was a lot of death. And I'm thinking, gosh, a gas-powered vehicle, you could actually make sure that you had your tank full. And if tragedy you know, is on the horizon, you can get out of there. But if you had an electric vehicle and you needed to charge it and maybe you couldn't get to a charging station, I, I, I see that as a safety issue, Ken. Yeah, sure. And remember, your charging station is not like gas. If I'm filling up, I'm filling up two cars, it might take me all of six minutes. But if I'm filling up my Tesla and it's on a quarter of a battery, it's not going to take me six minutes. It's probably going to take me, let's say, 10, 20. I mean, they do have superchargers, but those superchargers probably take a good, what, at least 20 minutes to fill up, I'm guessing. So, you know, yeah, you're not, you're not going to be able to race out of town with, uh, with an electric car in that, in that situation. You're not going to be able, not going to, be able to fly, by, fly, fly by the seat of your pants, you know, that's for sure. Right, for sure. So, hey, Kenneth, we're just about out of time. This has been fascinating, and I want to get you on again soon because this is so interesting. Um, how would you like to button up this, this interview? I, I just think it's terrific. Okay, sure. So, again, in the battle of globalization, right, of freedom versus force, as you say, is the power lies in us. We are the consumer. We have a lot of power. And so when you tell, let corporations know you're 
sick of their hypocrisy, or the, you would like them to make new era baseball caps in South California, for example. Why can't they do that? Make some of them in there. They'll do it, but you have to let them know. If you let them know by shopping and just buying whatever and doing whatever you want to do, there's nothing like nothing's changed. Then they're not gonna. They're not gonna change. They're not going to change their mind. Okay. Because you're, you're, you're paying with you're, you're paying for right. You're paying for the very thing you say you don't want. You're voting with your dollars, and that's how you get their attention. Uh, Kenneth Raposa, absolutely fascinating. You can find this at prosperousamerica.org. That's prosperousamerica.org. Kenneth, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Have a good holiday. Uh, and right back at you. And uh, before we go to break, the USMC Memorial Foundation, uh, great nonprofit. They're raising money for the remodel out at uh, 6th and Colfax. And it's a great, great thing to try to help them to do that. And uh, maybe just for the price of a cup of coffee, just get, get something over there to say thank you. Thank you for our freedom and honor them. And you can do that by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And a great gift uh, for a loved one is to honor their military military service by purchasing a brick that will be on one of the walkways. You'll get this beautiful certificate. And again, you can do that at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. We'll be right back. I want to hear from you. We have covered a lot today. So I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. 
It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And I want to mention one of our great sponsors of both the shows. That's Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And they have all kinds of specials Monday through Friday for both lunch and happy hour. Wednesdays are Wings Day. You buy 20 wings, you get uh, an additional 10 for uh, for free, and that is for to-go or dine-in. And you can get all that information at my website, KimMunson.com. We have Black uh, Mark in Black Forest on the line. Before we get to him, Luke, you wanted to make a comment. Producer Luke. Yeah, uh, the guest was super Super awesome. Uh, loved it quite a bit. Uh, there's just one thing I wanted to comment on, and I guess not like I have a solution, but more just a thing. Uh, the whole vote with your wallet uh, issue sounds super good in theory, I think, uh, and I agree with it on a sort of like, you know, theoretical level. Uh, it becomes very difficult uh, when the products you're trying to buy become essential. It's like you can't vote with your wallet on essential medication, right? Because if your options are either pay the right. price or die. Uh, you know, if your uh, options for stuff are very limited, I think voting with your wallet becomes very dangerous, uh, you know, if, if it's an essential good. And that excellent point. So we'll continue to talk about these things. Let's get over here to Mark and Black Forest. Mark, what's on your radar? Good morning, Kim. Um, and I'll, I'll add to uh, what Zach said. Um, you know, it, it's I do believe in that. I do believe that, um, you know, voters have the power or, you know, consumers have the power. Um, but I, I, another twist of it is, uh, yeah, when you're when you're hurting for money, you're gonna go for the cheapest thing. I know. Um, so that's kind of the reality. Um, I appreciate Kenneth Raposa. Um, it was real good. Um, I don't know um, about. I, I guess the, the 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 kind of the corporation bashing. I don't know if it was that, but. Um, in my mind, it takes two to tangle, right? I mean, if the corporations does. are lobbying, lobbying the Congress and the government, um, and the government is complicit in this, then um, you know, I, I don't think I think the government uh, can can accept some blame for this situation as well. Well, you know, Mark, it used to be that the narrative was that Republicans were those fat cat uh, corporations. And th- there was probably some truth to that. But now we're seeing that Democrats are the fat uh, cat corporations. And I think uh, many of the Republicans that have been there for a long time have been complicit in that. But the the veil is, is coming off. And so to your point, to, it takes two to tango. I finally figured out that big business and big government, no, no matter if it's a D or R, they like each other. And so... The problem is, is that government has gotten way out of their lane, and not only at the federal level, but the local, the county, the state, and the federal level. And so we have got to reclaim this American idea of limited government, and I think that we can start to address this, these challenges. So, Mark, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I agree. You know, 20, 30 years ago when this started, I, I kind of looked at it as, you know, going from separate markets, you know, let's say you had a, a market here just in the United States, mm-hmm. self-contained, um, everything was in balance, right? Everything was in balance because we were operating under the same rules. Right. And, uh, but then, then when globalization came, it was, 
it was you know opening up our market and and or combining um, say China's market with our market, and it's it's almost like having two rooms right with the door door in between right. and, and there's different pressures Dif- in each room you open up that door and all of a sudden things try to equalize so are we, are we in this kind of constant um, are we still in the process of equalizing the pressure between the two markets I think that's an excellent question. We're going to let that percolate there. But the the problem is, is now it's out of balance. We're not all uh, playing by the same rules. Mark, thank you so much. Right. Have a great weekend. Let's get over here to uh, Sandra. Sandra, what's on your uh, radar? Good, good morning, Kim. One huge aspect to this is all these wonderful business owners who put it out on the line every single day. They produce. They work hard. They, they follow the laws, they follow the rules, and government comes along and say, oh, you didn't meet this OSHA requirement right. or whatever policy that they have. And this is a, another huge problem. And, and in a moment, I mean, if they don't make a contract or, or some rule is broken, they're out of business, they go bankrupt. Well, and uh, excellent point. Rules and regulations. I remember that uh, one of our sponsors had told uh, told me that um, government came in and said she needed to put in this other sink, and it was, I think, more than a thousand dollars. I mean, that affects a small businessman. So, to your point, is we have these small businesses that are being harassed by government policy, these PBIs. So, excellent point, Sandra. Anything else on that? That's it. Thank you. Great show, Kim. God bless you. Oh, God bless you, too. Yvonne uh, is on our, the line. Yvonne, what's on your radar? Um, good morning, Kim. And I wanted to comment on the absolute pure gold that producer Luke gave us this morning. <laughs> Which one was it? About, <laughs> well, you know, there's so many, but the one where he said that um, Democrats' message is all, you know, about giving people who are struggling free stuff and and how could you know who wouldn't want to sign up for that and that republicans only message like against the free stuff but see the they don't do the rest of the message the rest of the message um is that we need to explain the opportunity that comes when you don't do the free stuff and and you do for yourself because that way we um, and, and you can have the American dream. That way we expose the modern-day slavery ah. that accepting the free stuff is. Um, you can survive with it, but you cannot thrive with it. And you have to remain under their control. This comes with strings attached. You get that free stuff only if you don't make above a certain hmm. amount of money. And if I had a dime for all the people that I talk to who are only looking for a part-time job or they because if they make more than this, they can't get this free stuff or they were going to be promoted and they and they declined a promotion because that would put them above this and they would stop getting their free stuff. It's an incentive for people to live on the modern day plantation of low expectations and low income, but it's all free. The only way that you can actually thrive is to say, you know, you take it at the beginning to kind of get up or whatever, up up to a certain thing, and as soon as you get a chance to get those promotions, do not be sucked back. Say, thank you for the help. I'm moving on. Bye. 
and go on to thrive. But people don't. They get conditioned, conditioned to do with that little bit and stay right there on the plantation. Oh, boy. Uh, we this uh, we could do a whole new show on this one. Uh, Luke, we don't even really. Can you give me 20 seconds? Yvonne, thank you. What's your thoughts, Luke? No, I like it. I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I don't agree with any of the free stuff principles in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said before, don't. But it's the up. messaging to it's your the point. Messaging. It's the messaging. The messaging's very bad. Oh, Yvonne, that's gold. Um, I think we need to do a show on that. So with that, we are out of time. And our quote for the end of the show is from Laura Ingalls Wilder. She said, the real things haven't changed. It is still best to be honest and truthful. To make the most of what we have, to be happy with simple pleasures and have courage when things go wrong. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.